Here we go again. Well, since you asked, it is made of pure titanium alloy, strong enough for spacecraft and the deepest diving submarines. In three seconds, I could pierce your chest cavity and rip your bleeding heart out. Ian's eyes widened. Och, man, get a grip. That's about all I can do. Dougal lifted his right hand, and using his vampire mind control, he curled the fingers into a tight fist. The movement was smooth but caused a series of clicking sounds. The super-strong grip was great for wielding a sword, but the lack of manual dexterity made it very difficult to play the pipes. In other words, he was now more suited for killing than making music. He swallowed down his frustration. Have you seen the Blisky? Ian snorted. This is a birthday party for a bunch of bairns. There is no Blisky. No Blisky? Tara turned one last month in September, Ian continued. Austin's little girl will be one in a few days, and Robbie's boy in November. With three birthdays so close together, we thought we should have a big party. I'm glad you can make it. As if he'd had any choice. The Asharp family had come, and as their bodyguard, Dougal had accompanied them. There has to be Blisky somewhere. The damn stuff is manufactured here. Ian shook his head. Try to relax and enjoy the party. Is there any bleer? Ian arched a brow. What you need is a good woman. I had one and lost her. I need a drink. Dougal wandered toward the last refreshment table. How much had he lost over the centuries? His first and only love, his freedom, his family, his mortality, his hand, his music. Did so much loss make him a loser? He instantly shoved that thought aside. He would never have lasted this long if he had succumbed to that sort of negativity. He was a survivor. He kept fighting no matter what. I will find you. No matter what, if it takes a thousand years, I will find you. The old promise reverberated inside his skull, reminding him that he'd failed the one person who had meant the most to him. His gaze wandered over the ballroom, taking note of all the happily married couples. They were chatting, laughing, admiring their babies. His heart clenched in his chest. The loss he'd suffered almost three hundred years ago struck him anew, as if it had happened a few moments ago. He wrenched a bottle of bubbly blood out of an ice bucket and poured the mixture of synthetic blood and champagne into a flute glass. For those special vampire occasions, he muttered, then guzzled down half the glass. Someone tapped on his arm. It was Bethany, the eldest of the Asharp children. Jean-Luc had adopted her a few years back when Heather had been pregnant with the twins. The nine-year-old girl gave him a shy, embarrassed look. I forgot where the restroom is. Can you show me? He glanced around, searching for Heather. Your mom can I take you? She's busy with the twins, and Papa's in an important meeting with Uncle Angus and Roman. Dougal tilted up his glass, finishing off the contents. No one had told him about an important meeting. Dougal! Bethany's eyes grew desperate. I need to go! I'll take you. He grabbed the bottle of bubbly blood. This way. He let her out the double doors into the foyer of Romatech, then headed down the west hallway. Halfway to the McKay security office, they reached the restrooms.
Bethany went inside while he leaned against the wall, drinking bubbly blood and wondering what was going on. Angus McKay, head of McKay Security and Investigation, sent a monthly report to all his employees to keep them informed. But there had been no mention of a meeting tonight. According to the reports, after the deaths of malcontent leaders Casimir and Corky, most of their followers had fled back to Russia and Eastern Europe. Angus sent security teams there whenever the bad vampires got out of hand. Master Han, another evil vampire, was still growing an army in China and acquiring more territory. There had been three vampire lords assisting Master Han, but McKay S&I employee Major Russell Henkelberg had managed to kill one before ripping out his tracking chip and going AWOL. About three times a year, Angus sent guys to hunt for Russell, but as far as Dougal knew, the ex-Marine had never been found. Dougal's last mission.